I'm Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. In all of our conversations about healing, one thing has consistently come up in, in each interview has consistently come up as I've processed each interview, written the descriptions, and, and then gone back and recorded the intros and outros. And it's this idea that healing changes us. It, it changes us for, for the better. A wound is, is gaping in our, in our heart, in our mind, in our soul. And the process of healing, the process of working on covering up the wound, stopping the proverbial bleeding, arriving at a place of peace and rest, means that we are different. We are better on the other side of it. We're talking about a word, I think, that can go hand in hand with healing. We're talking about restoration, restoring what once was and bringing it back to its its former wholeness, its former glory, that is our heart, our head, our mind, our family, our, our life. I think we're also talking about, in a very intentional way, reformation. We're restoring what once was there to its to its proper glory, to its proper form. And then we are hopefully reforming our lives so that we forever are healed, not just because we went through this program, we checked off these these things on a on a list, but because we've we've grown in deeper relationship with Jesus Christ who provides this healing and and heals us wholly. Healing is restoration. Healing is a reformation of the way we live. We wanted to sit down with somebody who has very intimately both studied this process and led people through this process. And Jackie Mulligan, the CEO of Reform Wellness, talks about this beautifully in today's conversation about how healing can only be found when we know Jesus. That it doesn't matter what program we walk through, what book we read, what therapist we visit, what medication we take, how many hours that we might spend trying to fix the problem on our own, that restoration and reformation, that healing comes in relationship with Jesus Christ, who heals us completely. And that we grow in relationship with Jesus Christ by establishing certain principles within our life in an intentional way. We make sure we get enough sleep. We make sure that we eat and fuel our bodies well. We ensure that we've taken time to have joy and fun in our lives. Jackie speaks very beautifully about this in today's conversation, and I'm, I'm really, really grateful she took the time in the midst of her very busy schedule to share with us about reform wellness and what reformation, restoration, what healing can look like in our lives. This is all part of our Ave Explorers series on healing. You can find everything over at the Ave Maria Press website, AveMariaPress.com. Link is down in the show notes if you want to read some deep dive article conversations with our guests, find links to all of our other shows. We'd be grateful if you'd subscribe so you don't miss anything that we have coming in the future. But for right now, we'd love it if you'd sit back and enjoy this conversation with Jackie Mulligan of Reform Wellness. Jackie, welcome to Ave Explores. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad we were finally able to make time for this. We we're so excited to get to invite you and all of the great work of Reform Wellness into this healing series. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and and what you do, kind of in that, that I call it the elevator pitch or the escalator ride. We bump into each other on one of those impossibly long escalators at DFW, and we get a minute together. Who would I have just bumped into? Well, Katie, my name is Jackie Mulligan. I live in New York, where I was born and raised, and I started Reform Wellness, a Christ-centered wellness practice 
about five years ago, and we are a functional medicine practice where we merge faith and functional health together to help people reclaim their identity and healing in Christ. And so we we look at health as the state of your body and soul together. Mm-hmm. And we have nine wellness pillars that we use to define health, all centered and rooted in Christ. Tell me a little bit of that story, right? Like functional medicine is sometimes a word that people, they they like freeze up and they're like, do you not write prescriptions? Isn't that medication mm-hmm. or isn't that healthcare these days? Which sadly it is. But where where did this idea come from? Like, did you just wake up one day and say something has to change in my life and in the lives of other people? Tell us that story. You know, Katie, it was a combination of, of both. And that was that I was on my own healing journey, healing from Lyme's disease, but also healing from the lie that my productivity equaled my worth that we learn mm-hmm. in the world. And was really in a season in my mid-20s of striving and had this belief that the more that I accomplished and the more that I did, the more valuable I was, which we know is not true. But that is really all that we uh, I was taught in the world as far as really claiming, you know, what your path would be and, and really what renders you as successful and, and merits success. And so as my was healing my physical person on my journey to, to Lyme's disease. I was also going back to school for nutrition and, and for consulting. And I really started to feel very called to help others and healing their whole person. And as I returned fully to the faith, and, and I don't want to say I deviated too far away, but I really did have a sort of a distant relationship with uh, the Lord in that I took him out of a box on, on Sunday. And, and then I really didn't know what to do, honestly, with him during the, the rest of the week, unless I like mm-hmm. really needed something. Mm-hmm. And so as I was challenging the idea that my identity and, and my worth were, were only in my uh, achievements, I really felt drawn uh, to make more changes in my life to dig to this feeling of like that there is more. And mm-hmm. so instead of placing the more in the world, I realized that the more was actually only found in one place and, and that was in the Lord. And so I started to have a, a daily holy hour, which turned into this absolute love story of getting to know the Lord and, and really understanding that in order for me to be well, I needed to have Jesus at the center of my life. And I really needed to tend to my soul as much mm-hmm. as I was studying to tend to, to my body. And then if I were going to help others, I needed to invite them to, to do the same. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so hard to find a balance between those? Because, you know, we, we, we say healing and people automatically think like, oh, like healing from a cut or healing from this wound that's internal or healing from this external illness that I've you know been carrying around. And yet reform does this really beautiful, that integration component of healing. But it's hard to buy into that sometimes or it's hard to want that for yourself. Why, why do you think that is? I think that it's two things, the lack of awareness and and, in the power of the Lord and and, and his ability to heal us in the really where we are called to to live as far as our body and our soul uh, and invited to be. Um, but also a lack of trust, you know, thinking mm. that we can do it. There's self-reliance, that we can figure it out, that we can heal ourselves, that if we work out more and eat clean and and achieve, that we'll get to where we really ultimately feel that we're striving to get. And those things aren't bad. Like, it's not a bad no. thing to put, no. you know, we have a Peloton bike and we ride it three times a week. But like, if all I'm doing is that one little thing, it's not going to change anything else in my life. 
right? right? It's just like I'm checking it off. The, if I go to therapy, but like I'm not actually changing my behaviors or I'm not actually integrating this into conversations with my spouse, that's just a nice little narcissistic 30 minutes every month that I get to talk about my feelings. There's mm-hmm. this integration that's necessary. You mentioned that a lot of this started for you when you kind of started to undo this this lie that the world feeds us, which is, oh, you're only valuable if you're creating or you're only valuable if you're doing or producing. And I know, you know, and looking at what reform has created and talking to people who've gone through the program and even just hearing from you in these few minutes, there's this, that that's like often the, the hardest part yeah. is, is undoing that. Tell us a little bit about how that was part of your discovery and creation of this and what that looked like in your own life. Yeah. You know, St. Mary Magdalene really got a hold of me (laughs) and, you know, I really started to reflect on her surrender and her really remaining at his feet and allowing her identity to really be rooted in him. And that is not easy when you have to renounce the the lies of, of the world, but also to to let the Lord crush you with his mercy, you know, regardless <laughs> of, of the of the past decisions that we've made. And Katie, I, I don't want to paint a false picture. I like, you know, the desires of my heart were were really good and pure in the sense that like I really wanted to live well, which is really what was fueling my striving in such mm-hmm. a beautiful way. Though I think that the the hesitation um, was that I didn't really know who the Lord was. I really didn't understand who I was in the Lord. And so I feel that really the the breaking and the turning point was when I got to really learn and claim my identity in him. Mm. And so often in adoration, I was being overwhelmed in the best way by learning how much he loved me and, and also how much of me he wanted to, to heal and to take, but that I had free will to choose to give it to him or not. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the, this is the part where we resist the most is because we want it. We believe and, and know in his, in his goodness, but there's a part of us that believe we can also do it our own. And then there's a part of us that believe that actually what he'll do isn't what we want. And I know mm-hmm. that that's sort of the 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 cross that many of us c- carry and, and share. Yeah. I, that's, it's such a beautiful reflection that it goes back to those, there's a lack of awareness. We just don't, we don't realize that God can do this. But then there's this, I, I don't actually know that he will. Like maybe he just doesn't care that much about me or, oh, you know, I'm not, uh, we had this conversation with Regina Boyd earlier in the season. Like a lot of times women will just sit there and be like, oh, well, it's not my, my wound is not as bad as that person's wound over yeah. there. So I don't, I don't need to deal with it. Right. And we play suffering Olympics with other people and it's like, no, 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 your <laughs> journey is just as valid. Like your wound is just as important to deal with big or small. And then we have to give that over, which is, I, 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 I feel weird even saying this, but like, I sometimes kind of like my wounds. Like I know what they feel like mm-hmm. and I know how to deal with them and I've created all these coping mechanisms. And so I'm just going to like swim around in that woundedness because I know what's familiar versus I don't know what life looks like when I'm healed. How did these nine pillars all play together in kind of, re- I'm going to say recreating the brain because you almost have to reteach yourself or unlearn. I'll use the buzzword of the moment. We have to deconstruct these false narratives that we've built <laughs> What are these nine pillars? Can you tell us a little bit about each one of them? Sure. So Katie, we have this approach where we really believe that if you want to make a change in your life, it has to be rooted in Christ. Otherwise, it's not going to be sustainable. And it's really not going to be something that you're, you're going to wholeheartedly be able to maintain. You know, something shifts in our hearts when we do it for the Lord and when we concretely make this decision that's connected to him. 
So faith is the center of our nine pillars. And so that's the first. And then we have community, play, nutrition, sleep, movement, personal growth, space, and stress management. Mm-hmm. And so these are like all different aspects of the physical, spiritual, and mental, emotional well-being that make up the, the whole person. I, I love that faith is at the heart of it, but then also play. That's, I think people forget, you know, to have, I'm thinking this morning of on the drive to school and all three of the women in the car, my two tiny humans and me, <laughs> we were kind of grumpy because we got a late start. And then a song came on and I just kind of made the conscious decision we're going to, we're going to go dance mode in the van and we're just going to, we're going to dance it out. And like in that playful moment, everybody's mood lifted. The girls were laughing in the back. I was no longer frustrated that I left my coffee on the kitchen counter. And for this 40 minute drive to and from (laughs) drop-offs, I did not have my coffee. I was like, no, it's fine. Like I've got, I've got John Legend in the car. We'll be okay. Like we're we're just going to dance it out. But that playfulness rooted in Christ, that decision to make a difference in my eating habits rooted in Christ. I'm not just doing it for a lower number on the scale. I'm doing it because I feel called to this. I'm doing this this prayer routine because this is what the Lord has invited me into. As you were developing this, you mentioned Eucharistic adoration was a huge part of your story. And I think a lot of healing journeys can be removed from the sacraments. And it's not that those healings are not valid, but when they are integrated into the sacraments, back to that word, it just takes it to the next level. You call yourself the chief Eucharistic officer of your company, of this entire plan. Why is that? How was the Eucharist so central in this? Well, we have to recognize how much we need and rely on the Lord in order to be well. And so he has to take prime real estate in our lives. (laughs) And I really feel that what drives me and what motivates me for this mission is to lead as many souls to the Eucharist. And so I really wouldn't want no other title. And I hope I never have another title (laughs) because that really is um, what I believe that he has entrusted um, to us at Reform. Because the Eucharist is the greatest source of nourishment for our whole person. And it's Mm -hmm. from there that we can then live and and really inform all the rest of the pillars. You know, Katie, even as you describe play so beautifully with your daughters, having this playful demeanor, that's like, that's a childlike demeanor, which Mm -hmm. we're we're called to be in. There's a difference between being childish and and childlike. Mm -hmm. And I think that the world sort of tells us that play is a luxury. And we really believe that these pillars are essential to be well. And it really does start with the Eucharist and specifically with our soul. And that's really mm-hmm. the primary foundation of, of our well-being. We first start with the soul mm-hmm. um, because it's in healing our soul, specifically through the sacraments and the Eucharist, that we open up the channels of grace and the capacity to truly heal on a physical level. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's impossible to heal the whole person if we're not starting with the soul, which is why we, we focus so much on the Lord, specifically at Reform. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Jackie Mulligan of Reform Wellness. I wanted to take a minute and tell you about today's sponsor for Ave Explorers. States of Faith is a new and growing brand for Catholics who love the rosary and are proud of where they live. States of Faith features high quality products with images of your state outlined in the rosary. So on each t-shirt, tank top, coffee mug, quarter zip, drop hoodies, baseball tees, all the different products that they offer, your state is outlined in a rosary with the crucifix of the rosary intentionally placed on the state capitol. It's really kind of cool. I have the mugs, I have the stickers, I have all of the different hoodie options. I'm wearing a hoodie right now as I tell you about this product. Every state 
is included, all 50 states, plus Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico. You can rep your state and your faith. Check it out at statesoffaith.com. Use code AEXEXPLOREKATIE, the link is down in the show notes, for a discount. We're so grateful that they're sponsoring today's episode of Ave Explores. It's one thing to say, I want to eat healthier. It's one thing to say, I want to have more fun with my kids. It's it's one thing to say, I want to spend less money at Target every time I run in there for one item, right? Like all of those things separately are good. But if I can patchwork them all together into my life and focus it on Jesus, and those are, you know, those are very surface level things that people need to work on or need to heal. But if I can put that all together and say, it's all for you, like it's to be the person that you've made me to be, it's to be a healed person who's able to exist in the world in a much healthier way. I love that it's not reform health or it's not reform your life. It's reform wellness. Like it's this understanding of, you know, somebody asks you, how are you? And you go, I'm fine. Like you don't want people to just say I'm fine. Like you want people to say like, I'm well, like my life is good. Like my life is as it it should be. You mentioned the the joyfulness in play. And I'm I'm thinking back to, I think I can say this. I'll have to tell the editors if anything has changed. But when by the time this episode airs, my sister will have entered the Sisters of Life in the Bronx. And and every time I've encountered, well, the Poshalin houses in the Bronx. They're like all over the world. But <laughs> she'll be in the Bronx. And the first time I met these sisters, there was this immediate, I was disconcerted by their joy. And that throws people off. Like, and I think joy throws people off. Being well throws Mm -hmm. people off because Mm -hmm. we're not used to that. We're all kind of walking around in in zombie mode and reform wellness is inviting people. Healing is inviting people to, to flip the switch and to be more themselves. Mm -hmm. Tell us how that happened in your life, Jackie. You, You are the CEO of this company. You are the person running this and teaching people this, but obviously you have a story here as well. Can you, can you share that with us? It was really when I had to believe and take ownership that I was also called to wholeness and holiness. And I think that somewhere that was outside of me where I thought that was only for certain people or priests or religious or, or the chosen ones. And so when I really allowed the Lord to extend his invitation first to me to reform my life, because he gave his life for, for me, really breaking that down and thinking about like, how oh, he, he really does love me so much. And he's just asking for an inch of my day and an inch of my health. And the more I recognize that, um, the more freedom I experienced. And mm. I thought, wow, I thought being in the world and, and sort of doing what I wanted gave me freedom. But the real joy and freedom came from a life of, of, of order. And so in my journey from California, where, where I originally had started my practice, I, I moved back to New York and I connected the CFRs and I started working Father Innocent and thereafter the postulants and their formation. And it was when I started to really observe how they, one, needed to tend to their body and their souls to be well. It was a beautiful confirmation of what I already felt in, in my heart and prayer. But to that, the way that they were living a daily rhythm rooted in the Lord was literally changing them. And month after month, Katie, I would go and you'll recognize this in your, in your sister. They were just exuding joy and peace mm-hmm. and freedom. And I wanted it. I wanted it. And I didn't understand how to get it. And so I just, I called Father Innocent one day and I just said, can I follow your daily schedule? Like, can I do this at home? And he was like, of course, formation is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I really had to break that down because I didn't believe that it was for everyone. But the truth is that the desire to be formed, to be cared for, 
And to have a life with momentum is truly written into us. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are designed to live in order that centers us on Christ so that he can inform our days, our identity, our decisions. And so that was really what started me taking ownership of, of this decision to live centered on him, but aligning my day to day to be centered on him also. Mm-hmm. And we, we run from that. I, I think... Oh. The world tricks us into thinking spontaneity, which there's there's nothing wrong with spontaneously changing the rhythm or the schedule someday. You know, like of course. the sisters frequently remind me, like, you're welcome to call and tell us you're in town and you can stop by. But sometimes the answer might be no, because we do have a rhythm of life that we have to honor. Right. But also we recognize like the beauty of family or the beauty of like, hey, you happen to be here for, you know, something for work. But the world will tell us that we don't need that. Like the world will tell us that, oh, well, these, you know, this product or or that thing, or, you know, this, what, whatever, I, I'm having a hard time even thinking what the world tells us because it becomes, we get further and further away from the garden and we become more and more miserable. And the journey of healing of that surrender of that trust of that saying yes to the Lord's guiding hand in our life is, is us basically saying like all these things that I thought were going to make me happy. I'm going to start removing them one by one, live with the rhythm of this day that keeps me focused in the right way. So what are I don't want you to give away your program, obviously, because (laughs) there's a great program that people need to walk through. And this is a 30 minute podcast. But what are some of those practicals, right? Like people who are listening to this, who've gone through our whole series, who are nodding along in their cars right now, like, yes, like this is what I need in my life. Like I do need to be Mm -hmm. more playful or I do need to have a rhythm of prayer or like I do need to sit down and acknowledge that I'm carrying this deep wound from my parent and I need to go talk to a therapist. What are some of maybe like two or three practical things that you start to encourage people to implement right away, the first few days of walking the reform wellness plan. And then what are some of those success stories, like in your own life and in the stories of of people that you've journeyed with? Sure. Katie, I think that allowing the Lord to, to be central actually gives us the first freedom of allowing suffering and our lives to have new meaning. And mm-hmm. I think that's what the world tells us that it, it like we can find solace elsewhere. But really, if we're going to suffer well, it has to be in Him but we'll save that for another podcast episode. <laughs> um, so, okay. So some practicals, um, we'll start with faith because faith is, is at the center of reform. Mm-hmm. And this is a step that everybody loves to skip through because they think that they've already got it down. Yeah, and I'm I, Catholic. I, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can't overemphasize this enough. And that is giving the Lord 30 minutes of silence or prayer, Lexio, daily mass, whatever that looks like, but 30 minutes every day. There are 1,440 minutes in a day. So 30 of them is not too much to, to offer up to him, especially if we really do desire to, um, to let him be the, the center of our lives. And I think mm-hmm. that, that may be actually, Katie, I'm going to say that the first step is making the decision if you want to be well yeah. and if you want him to, to be at the center. And once you make that decision, as Father Innocent always teaches us at Reform, discernment's over. We don't get mm-hmm. to wake up tomorrow and decide, do I want Jesus to be at the center of my life? Do I want to be well? Just like you don't decide tomorrow, do I want to be a mom today? Yeah. Like your your mother. <laughs> they're here. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're here. <laughs> So I think that it's first really making that decision that you want to be well, that you want to be whole, that you want to be holy, and that you want to receive the gift of life and abundance that we are promised in in John 10, 10, like that's our why. Mm -hmm. And then from there, knowing that if we want the Lord who is central in our lives to really inform our lives and to lead us and to heal us, if we, we want the divine physician to really heal us, then we have to allow him to be a part of our days. And so the minimum 30, 30 minutes of prayer. And we really say 
try to make that first thing mm-hmm. before you let the world in, let the Lord lead from, from there. And so though that might seem common or familiar, we can't skip over that step mm-hmm. because that really is, is the most important. I think I'll go to sleep and stress management. Maybe I'll give you those two next because those are, I think then that those, the ones that are most popular thereafter, we cannot be healthy without adequate sleep. Mm-hmm. And so eight hours is not a fable or inaccurate. It is what we do recommend for people. And so as much sleep as you can possibly get it within your control, we understand that with, with certain jobs and, and seasons of life and, and children, certainly eight hours is a, is a delight, Katie, as I could, I'm sure you so can it's imagine. It's a luxury these days. Yeah, yeah a luxury, of course. <laughs> But the best way to, to optimize your sleep is mm-hmm. to remove technology from your, from your bedroom. Mm-hmm. So just to resist the temptation to be on your phone, but it really does, it spikes our cortisol and, mm-hmm. and, and it really does keep us up. And so give the Lord some space in the evening and in the morning away from technology and your sleep will improve. But we recommend about 30 minutes at a minimum before bed to, to unplug and that as early as possible before midnight that you can get to bed is best. So we, we say by, t- by 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to report that my husband is like the biggest advocate in our house for the for no later than 10 o'clock. Like normally we're in bed by like nine and we'll watch a show or we'll read or, you know, you do the the married couple thing where you're both just scrolling through social media and like every now and then show each other a TikTok. And you're like, did you see this one? But he's like a, a hardcore the lights are out by 10 because he wakes up at 4.30 because he wow. takes early parts of his morning for work and for prayer. And we're generally happier people when we <laughs> we follow that rule. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, we want to do things consistently throughout the day that give our lives order. And mm-hmm. if we are praying at the same time every day, we are guaranteed to nourish our soul every day. And mm-hmm. if we are sleeping and waking at the same time every day, we're guaranteed to nourish our minds. And so this is really important to just have a rhythm of well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, wholeness and holiness doesn't happen on accident. It has to happen with intentionality and the consistency within our our daily rhythm. And I guess for stress management, one of the things that we highly recommend is doing one thing at a time. Mm. This is one of the hardest things, especially for women. We tend to do quite well, we think, multitasking, but we want to do one thing really well rather than a few things kind of well. And so really when you pare down and do one thing at a time, it illuminates what's essential and important rather than sort of trying to tackle your whole to-do list. But if Mm -hmm. you know you can only do a few things and one at a time, they will rightly order themselves with priority in doing so well. I I love that piece of advice because, you know, like I'll be folding laundry while I'm on the phone with somebody or, you know, thinking up five or six things that need to happen after I've got dinner in the crock pot. And it's, it's like, yeah, like I can just like probably do four or five things at the same time while also throwing chicken into a crock pot. Probably going to give everybody salmonella if I'm not careful because I'm trying to touch my phone and move the chicken. And it also frazzles me because I feel like I haven't accomplished anything. So I think that's a, that's a wonderful piece of just like practical knowledge on this journey to you've said it holiness and wholeness, which I think is a person who can say I'm striving for holiness and I feel whole is a person who is on that journey of healing. So I want to go back to Jackie who realizes she's burnt out, who realizes life is just not what she wants it to be. And I can be better. And the Lord wants me to be better. If you could go back to the start of your healing journey of, of developing reform wellness, what would your piece of advice to yourself in those earliest moments and days be? I would say to unclench my grasp uh, and mm. to let go 
and surrender because I think I did that little by little. And I do think the Lord is so gentle and allows us to, to make changes little by little, though. I think that I would have increased healing sooner and, and maybe mitigated some suffering along the way, though. I know he does use each and every step, Mm -hmm. but I would say to let go and to trust because the, the blessed mother really Katie was who inspired me to give my yes and to mirror her fiat, which really praise God for Mary, because I thought, okay, if, if she can do it and she'll stay with me, I, I, I know I'll be in, in good hands and, and I entrust this yes to her. But I, I think this increased trust because knowing what I do now, you know, he's, he's my business coach. He's the divine physician. He's, he's everything. And, and I would, I wish that I gave him more sooner in the journey. I think that's, that's just, that's genius, right? Just that if, if Eve grasped, Mary received. And, and there's, there's a lot of beauty, I mean, for men and women and just kind of recognizing where we're, we're trying to grab something that the Lord doesn't want us to have, or we're just not paying attention to what he's trying to hand us. And it's often healing that he's trying to hand us. So Jackie, people are, have heard this. They're going to see the links down in the show notes. They're going to want to know more about where they can follow this program, where they can find you as a coach, where they can learn more about these nine pillars. So where can folks find everything about Reform Wellness? Sure. So we have an Instagram handle where we share lots of information for free. And so that's at reform underscore wellness. And then our website is reformwellness.co. And we share lots of testimonials and events. And then we have our 12-week online course called Reform Online. And our next class starts in Lent. Oh, wonderful. Well, great. Well, people have lots of time to get ready for it. And and thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing about, about reform, reform and, and, and everything. We appreciate it. Thank you, Katie. God bless you. I'm always so struck by when I see Jackie online, when we have conversations, uh, when we chat back and forth, when I got to interview her, she's a woman of, of great peace. She just has a spirit about her of, of calm and of, I've got this together. And it's not a false confidence. It, it very much is a, she knows who she is. She knows what she's about. I think that's what healing really brings us to. We know who we are. We know whose we are. We know what the Lord is about for us in our lives. And then we live according to that. We, we live according to that truth. Reform Wellness is available for you. You can go check them out online. We have the link down in the show notes that talks about this holistic healing, this wellness that we seek, not just because we want to be healthier. We want to be able to run an eight minute mile or, or because we want to be able to say, oh yeah, I pray a rosary every single day, but because we realize, you know, this is, this is who I'm made to be. I'm called to be a person who lives healed. And I am healed because I know Jesus Christ. And I know Jesus Christ because I've established these things in my life. You can find everything that we're creating over at AveMariaPress.com. The link is down in the show notes, as well as a link to Reform Wellness's website and all the great things that they offer. You can learn more over there. We've got one more episode in this season with Heather Kim, my dear friend, where we talk about how you are worthy and deserving of healing. So I hope you stick around for more and listen to our final episode wrapping up Ave Explores very soon. We're grateful that you were with us today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. We'll see you real soon. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.